0: 153 Revolutions Around the Sun and Other Ordinary Miracles. Written by Magnolia822 and read by Literarian. Chapter 2 Rome 1512. Oh, it is exquisite, Crowley! A true marvel and testament to the beauty of human creation. Raphael was in raptures and had been ever since he'd returned to Crowley's apartment in Rome "'after the first mass to be held in the Sistine Chapel. "'After some years, Michelangelo's masterpiece was finally completed,' And though Crowley would never be able to see it himself, he'd spent enough time tempting the young artist with provocative images that he had some idea of what he was missing. He was very happy Aziraphale seemed to enjoy the work. I'm sure it was, Angel. He's quite talented. Going places, that one. I am so sorry you couldn't come, my dear boy. I think our mutual friend is finally going to get his due, not just as a sculptor, but as a painter, perhaps the greatest this world has ever known. Crowley raised an eyebrow from where they sat on the terrace, looking out over the streets of Rome below. It was an unusually warm fall evening, and they were enjoying some olives and cheese, along with a nice bottle of red Crowley had procured for the occasion. I won't tell our other mutual friend you said so. Oh, dear Leonardo, of course you know how much I adore his work. Aziraphale popped an olive into his mouth. It was no secret that fell favoured the younger artist, but though Crowley was willing to assent the man had talent, Leonardo's natural genius was unparalleled in his eyes. In fact, he had been thinking of commissioning him for a portrait of himself and the angel for some time, but he was trying to figure out how to broach the idea to Azirafel. He had a feeling the angel wouldn't want their acquaintance documented so explicitly. Aziraphale was going on about the ceiling. There is perhaps a bit more skin on display than one would normally find in a chapel. Crowley nodded. Oh, yeah? There had better be. He had sent enough erotic dreams to try the Pope not that that was very difficult these days but crowley the centerpiece of it all is the creation of man the most gorgeously rendered evocation of humankind's striving towards the almighty of course the details are all wrong i'm never quite sure why humans envision her as an old man with a beard and of course adam and eve were dark-skinned as were all the first humans But in sentiment, it is perfection. It sounds a little audacious to me. He hadn't had anything to do with that bit of editorialising, but you want some, you lost some. Humans, in the end, made their own choices. Yes, well, you like audacious things, don't you? Crowley frowned. Most of the time. Angel... I'm starting to think you have a little bit of a crush on Michelangelo. He leaned forward and poured more wine into both of their glasses, and even in the darkness he could see the angel's faint flush. You do! I knew it! You're being ridiculous. He is quite handsome. Can't say that I blame you. Michelangelo is dedicated to his art and to his religion. He is exceedingly devout. I think you'd be surprised. You just might be his type, Angel. If Michelangelo's response to the dreams he'd sent was anything to go by, but Crowley couldn't mention that. He took another sip of wine, which tasted sour on his tongue, even as he admired Aziraphale's full figure, accentuated by the wide-necked doublet, dark gold jerkin, and satin overgown he wore. It was a more elaborate costume than usual. To suit the occasion, Crowley assumed. Compared to his own rather sedate black jerkin and front-laced doublet, Azerafell was the more fashionable of the two of them tonight, But, of course, Crowley hadn't such grand plans. He knew it was ridiculous to be jealous over a human, even one with such uncommon attributes as the artist in question. Still, he couldn't stop the next words from slipping out of his mouth. So, if he wasn't so dedicated, you just might be interested? Crowley, really? The things you say? You're blushing. Only because you're teasing me. Crowley relented and was quiet. He wasn't sure what he was trying to get the angel to admit to. Even after all this time, Aziraphale had never spoken of what they were to one another. Crowley knew why or at least he thought he did. The angel was still convinced that the divide between them was unbridgeable, in spite of how much they had in common, in spite of how they were continually drawn together. And Crowley knew it too. At least he knew that he should know it. He should be worried about ruining Aziraphale. And he was, at least in part. But he also didn't know how to go without him. For the last several centuries, they had seen more of each other than ever before. Usually, they didn't go a year or two without meeting once. Ostensibly, this was due to their arrangement, which necessitated they compare notes frequently and decide who would do what next, but Crowley had begun to wonder if the whole system wasn't a pretense for things other than getting work done more efficiently. The sounds of the piazza drifted up to them. People making their way home for the evening, children running and splashing in the fountain. Aziraphale had stopped eating, which was never a good sign this early in the meal, and so Crowley went back inside to rustle up something more tempting. A fresh olive oil cake from the market. He cut a large slice and set it on a fine china plate and brought it out to Aziraphale along with some fresh clotted cream. He knew the angel was missing England, even the cake wasn't enough of an act of contrition. The angel looked at it dour-faced as Crowley set it down in front of him. Crowley took a deep breath and a deep sip from his cup, and he was just about to speak when azira fell cut him to the chase and Why shouldn't I? "'Shouldn't you what? Eat the cake? Go ahead, Angel, no one's stopping you.' "'Why shouldn't I amuse myself with an attractive human if I like? You do it all the time.' Crowley swallowed another sip of wine, glad for the new dark-lensed glasses he'd asked Leonardo's help with fashioning. They did the trick of hiding his eyes from humans, and also fell when need be. He had been avoiding this conversation purely out of self-preservation, but now it seemed he would have to admit the truth. Either that, or lie to the angel, and for all that he knew fell sometimes still didn't entirely trust him, he had never lied to the angel. No, I don't. You don't. fell frowned at him, the doubt plain on his features. I mean, I did at one point, as you know. It's too messy to get involved with humans that way, I found. And boring. Gets a bit boring. And there are far more clever ways to lead humans into temptation, Angel. "'I'm an artist myself, of a sort.' "'He sat and crossed one of his ankles over the other, "'noticing a small scuff on his black shoes and vanishing it. "'Aziraphale's eyebrows travelled up his forehead. "'Indeed.' "'Don't let me stop you, though, if that's what you want.' "'Crowley said,' affecting nonchalance he most certainly did not feel. So your wild angelic oats and be happy. Well, maybe not the oats. That's frowned upon, right? The seraphim and all of that? Since when? Huh? Crowley blinked quickly and almost spilled his wine. Since When? Aziraphale asked pointedly, and it was like his eyes could see directly into Crowley's soul. Or lack of one. Oh, not sure. Probably around the 11th century or thereabouts. That nasty arrow wound. And he looked down at his hands clenching the stem of his glass, feeling as splayed open as a gutted fish. Now the angel would know the depth of it all, how Crowley was an utter fool for him, and it would be terrible, because the angel could never... He pushed the thought away. Aziraphale picked up his fork and began eating the cake. This is simply wonderful, he said, making the humming noise he always made when he was truly enjoying something and Crowley knew he was being let off the hook. A very strange mixture of disappointment and gratitude threatened to overwhelm him, and he took a deep, steadying breath. Mm, the angel murmured again, taking another large bite. There was a bit of cream at the corner of his mouth, and Crowley wanted to lick it off. His prick started hardening in his hose, and he watched, leaning forward as felt savoured his dessert with his eyes closed. Crowley finished his wine and then got down on his knees, next to Azirafel's chair, and put his hands on the angel's thighs, which were covered in entirely too much material. Azirafels' eyes flew open. His fork clattered to his empty plate. Crowley, he whispered, turning to look down. What on earth are you doing? No one can see us up here, Angel, promise. A little miracle had taken care of that. Can I get these off? Aziraphale glanced quickly around and then, with a resigned sigh, allowed his piece and hose to be vanished. Open your legs. Let me see you. Crowley could hardly believe it. The angel had given himself a cunt. Well, this is different, he whispered, Leaning forward and removing his glasses to get a better look. The angel was pretty and pink, with just a hint of light blonde fuss at the apex. Crowley could feel his tongue lengthen in his mouth. He wanted to do things. I don't think Michelangelo would appreciate this angel. But you do? Yeah, I do. I'd appreciate anything you gave me. How? Aziraphale said, crying out as Crowley began to lick at him slowly, teasing the outer lips with the tip of his tongue, avoiding the sensitive knob above. The angel had never given him a cunt to play with before, and Crowley was enthralled. He nipped the fleshy mound and sucked on the angel's quivering inner thighs. Aziraphale was balancing precariously on his chair, his back arched to get closer, hands in Crowley's hair. Crowley fluttered his tongue against the little hole at the center and the folds grew swollen and wet as he went on teasing and electrifying all of the nerves he stuck his long tongue inside and wiggled to get deep and Azira fell wailed Crowley said easing off for a moment let me take care of you that was what the angel needed though he didn't know it himself he needed to get out of his head for a change and maybe crowley did too he used one hand to spread aziraphale's and the other to pull him closer to the edge of the chair and then he buried his face between Aziraphale's legs. The angel tasted delicious, his sweet, musky scent drawing Crowley in deeper. He rubbed his nose against the little bud of pleasure, licked it and loved it with his tongue, and the angel shattered, pulsing against his mouth. "'Mmm,' he said, his own arousal burning him from the inside. Again. Again? You'd like another, wouldn't you, Angel? Oh, oh, yes. Crowley went back to his slow, teasing work, not applying direct pleasure to the most sensitive places, but giving all else his attention, and soon Aziraphale was writhing again, his hands pulling Crowley's hair to get him closer. Crowley looked up to watch the angel's face, and he was surprised to see him watching, his attention wrapped on Crowley. It made him bolder. He used his fingers "'curling two of them into Azira cunt "'and licking between them to give the angel the filling he deserved. "'The last of the remnants of day had bled away into night "'and Crowley wondered how many times "'he could make the angel climax before the dawn. "'He managed twice more with his mouth and his fingers "'and by then the air had grown chilly.' the food long forgotten, they retired to bed. Crowley shed his clothing with a snap and did the same for Aziraphale. Crowley had been living in Rome for the past year on assignment, and for the first time in his existence he had decorated a place to suit his wants and tastes. The down bed was capacious, covered with the most sumptuous linen sheets. Crowley had never had Aziraphale in such a nice bed, and he intended to make the most of it. Aziraphale lay splayed in all his naked glory, and Crowley felt him again between his legs, felt how ready he was. Not able to wait another moment, Crowley aimed his prick and sank into him with a groan, sheathing himself in the tight warmth. Azira fell, moaned and welcomed him, holding him tight and offering him kisses whenever their mouths managed to meet. He was a throbbing, needy wreck as he fucked Azira fell hard against the mattress angling his hips to rub the right spot on every thrust, and the angel loved it. He was flushed, pupils blown wide, and when Crowley buried his prick to the hilt and let out a cry of release, he could feel the angel come again all around him. Crowley kissed Aziraphale's neck as they disengaged, both panting, and he realized there were love bites there, just below the angel's collarbone. He knelt between the angel's spread thighs and saw the evidence of their coupling leaking from him. A strong urge came over him, and he leaned down to kiss the angel there, right where his prick had just been, and he tasted their mixed essences. Instead of protesting like Crowley had expected, fell spread his legs wider. Yes, Crowley, he whispered, and Crowley did as he asked. He had never seen the angel so receptive, so calm and at peace with their lovemaking, and Crowley brought him to another peak with his mouth, and another until the angel was completely boneless and sated. Crowley came again in his own fist, but it was almost an afterthought. He quickly miracled away the mess and lay down with the angel. They didn't often spend the night together. Aziraphale, as a general rule, didn't sleep, And Crowley also suspected there was a reticence to do with intimacy there, but tonight he didn't think the Almighty herself could drag the angel from his bed. Aziraphale was lying dazed in his arms, a little smile on his lips. His head was pillowed on Crowley's shoulder, and the unfashionably short blonde curls tickled against Crowley's chin. Any thoughts of dalliances with humans, real or imagined, seemed to have vanished for the time being. It seemed a perfect time to ask the question he'd been putting off. So, I've been thinking, Crowley said. What would you say to having a portrait done? I've had several done over the years. Not by Leonardo, Angel. Aziraphale murmured thoughtfully, pulling the sheet up over his hips. That is true. What made you think of it? He's not getting any younger, and he asked after you if you'd consider it. It was a bit of a stretch, but not much of one, really. Anyway, there's a stunning portrait he did recently that I'd like you to see. It's in his studio. All right. I'll be in Rome for another month at least. When does he want me? It would be us. The two of us. You mean sitting together? Aziraphale's voice rose on the last word, and he sat up in bed, his curves swathed in linen. Crowley had to play this next bit carefully if he was going to get what he wanted. Yeah, just a thought. Aziraphale didn't speak for a few moments, and Crowley could see the wheels in his brain turning. His expression, which was always more honest than his words, where Crowley was concerned, changed from surprised to pleased to worried in a matter of seconds. I don't know if it's a very good idea. Why not? You know very well why not. If Azira felt, eyes drifted upwards. Anyone ever got their hands on such an item, we would both be in serious trouble. You don't have to worry. My superiors are likely to give me a commendation if they find out, which they won't. I'd keep it safe, Angel. I thought this painting was for Leonardo. At his request. It is, it is. Crowley backtracked. I'm just saying that once he dies, I'd make sure it didn't get collected by some estate is all. Well. Or, you know, our respective offices. Hmm. Raphael pursed his lips. I have seen it done with two canvases used and the subjects separate but connected when the paintings are held side by side. Ah, Yeah. Crowley was absolutely not going to say diptychs were very common for married humans. The angel was obviously clever enough to know that himself. That's definitely an option. If it were done in that manner, I suppose I would withhold my objection. It maintains plausible deniability. Plausible deniability... Crowley couldn't help feeling rueful in spite of his own attempts to do the same. "'I, upon second thought, I do think it's a lovely idea,' Aziraphale said. He was twisting the sheets with his fingers. "'I would like to do it.' He glanced at Crowley from under his eyelashes, And Crowley's prick stirred again. All right, so I'll tell him yes. We can start next week. Yes. I have some business with the Pope, but that shouldn't take more than a day or two. What's going on with old Julius? Aziraphale let out a long-suffering sigh. (sighs) Oh, he has plans for the Ottoman Empire. They want to try to retake Constantinople again. The last thing we need is another inquisition, angel, Crowley shuddered. He had not enjoyed the 14th century, or the 13th for that matter. I know, I know, I'm doing what I can. Seems to me that these popes act more like kings than priests. But who am I to judge? Crowley threw up his hands and slid back up the bed to prop against the multitude of pillows. He didn't miss the way the angel tracked his movements, his eyes lighting on Crowley's half-heart prick. You're not wrong. I'm pretty sure he'll be one of yours in the end. Wouldn't doubt it. In any case, we should probably think about the rest of the year. I'm off to Lisbon after this. Do you have any work there that needs doing? Come to think of it, yes. But let's not talk shop tonight. All right. If you'd like to sleep, I can. You're not going anywhere, Angel. I've got to make sure you've abandoned your plans to seduce attractive young artists, Crowley said. You're a ridiculous creature. Azira fell through a pillow at him. Crowley fended off the blow and smiled. There were still several hours before dawn, and he was remembering he'd had things he wanted to try. I still haven't had you from behind. Or what if you set astride my hips, right in my lap? Would you like that, angel? Crowley! fell flushed pink. You absolute fiend! I'll take that as a yes. Only with you, my dear. After that, there was no more talking until the morning.